0: Okay, so I have a confession to make. I take pleasure in sticking it to scammers that plan on sticking it to me. I don't know if that's good or bad, but what I do know is that they have earned it. Did you know that debt collectors know that if the statute of limitations is expired, The debt not only cannot be um, pursued through a lawsuit, but at that point, it's not enforceable. They have no recourse, but that's where they still try to trick you. Hmm. So today we're going to talk about the statute of limitations and we're going to go beyond just the fact that it can be dismissed by the court. Have some things that I want you to think about. Okay, so you know, sometimes I just gotta have my notes. So oh wait, here's my glasses. Let's put on my glasses. Okay, so um, not only if the statute of limitations has expired, not only are they not supposed to sue you, but they do. Okay. Hoping that you don't realize, oh, wait, wait a minute. The statute of limitations has expired. Well, uh, and if you don't raise that to the judge, they'll pursue with the lawsuit. Isn't that crazy? Oh my gosh. But um, literally they cannot make you pay for this alleged debt once the statute of limitations has expired. Um, especially if, if you don't agree with them, if you're not in agreement with them, if you're not in contract with them, how on earth, what recourse do they have to, um, force you to pay, except that you're, you comply with what their requests are or what they expect of you. So now before we get started, this is Terry Jordan Adams of sued by the debt collector, sued by the debt com, where we take. Debt collectors from predator to prey. If you have uh, found yourself in a um, debt collection lawsuit and you need help, you don't know where to begin, no worries. Visit us at suedbythedebtcollector.com. We are an excellent source. When an attorney is not in your budget, we got you. Okay? So make sure you visit us at sued by the deckcollector.com. And if you'd like a free consultation, a case evaluation, text CONSULT, C-O-N-S-U-L-T, to 877 505 One more time, text CONSULT to 877-505-0618. All right, now let's get busy about this statute of limitations. I feel like this is some secret sauce right here. Um, So what is it? What is the statute of limitations? I'm just going to put it out there. Um, The statute of limitations is the abracadabra that can make your debt lawsuit go dormant. What? How can the, the lawsuit go dormant? No, no, no. Not just the lawsuit, but the debt go dormant. Man, that's kind of dope, right? (laughs) It is the thing that first and foremost can cancel the lawsuit and immediately render the debt itself unenforceable. Well, how? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Um, Let's start with the statute of limitations and understanding what it is. Um, I'm going to read a definition to you. The statute of limitation in simple terms is... A legal time frame or deadline within which a creditor, a debt collector, or a debt buyer like LVNV, Portfolio Recovery, Midland Credit Management, Asset Acceptance, those are all debt buyers. Well, all of them are required to file a lawsuit. If they're going to file a lawsuit to pursue this debt, it must be filed within a certain period of time. Okay. And once that period expires, the debt collectors, the debt buyers, even the original creditor, they lose their right to sue you. Okay. So here in California, it is a uh, four years. I believe in Louisiana, it's also four years, but in different parts of the country, um, it could be two years. It could be three years. It could be five years even. So if a lawsuit is not brought within that time frame, they lose their right to sue which then puts them also at risk for not being able to collect the debt because then it's not enforceable oh i love this (laughs) this is that part that i told you i have a confession where i'm like oh you know what i'm probably taking too much pleasure in this but you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna get on a rant right now real quick because these debt collectors what they do is they set you up for the fall, and they take advantage, and they commit fraud, and they use the court system, and then they 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 pit your emotions against you, and they file um, insufficient, incomplete, or inaccurate information in the lawsuits, and you know, so they do things that are unethical and unlawful, and you know, so at the end of the day, you know what? If they can sleep and treat people the way they do. If they can sleep at night and treat people the way they do, well, you know what? I am not going to feel bad for being able to use the resources that are made available to us to fight these scammers. So, sorry, I don't feel bad. So now let's move back into this episode. Um, now, if the statute of who tim- knows <laughs> good, if they have exceeded the statute of limitations when either they filed the lawsuit or before the lawsuit, it doesn't mean that the debt goes away. And it doesn't mean that they're, they're not going to stop collecting or trying to collect the debt from you. They're gonna continue to do that because even if the court can't enforce it, if you agree to pay them, then you agree to pay them, you give them permission Okay. So they're still going to try, but let's not forget who we are primarily dealing with. We're talking about debt buyers. Okay. These debt buyers, they already don't even have skin in the game. And so you want to make sure that you are giving them the the business, just like they give it to you. Okay. So um, let's take a look at my notes. This does not mean that the debt um, goes away is true, and it also doesn't mean that they're not going to stop trying to collect on the debt, and it does not mean that they will not sell it off to another debt buyer. But we don't really concern ourselves with that because if they're willing to sell it to another debt buyer, that means that they were not able to um, secure the case and win their case. And if they couldn't do it, the person next on the line for the, um, the chain of title, they're not going to be able to do it either. So um, we're not worried about that. It's still a debt that's passed the statute of limitations. But let me give you um, three reasons that you can leverage this situation when the statute of limitations has expired. And, um, just a disclaimer, you have to check your own jurisdiction. You have to check your own, um, court because every state has a different, um, uh, statute of limitations. Everything lines up under the federal but every state is a little bit different. So just check your state and just make sure that you know what the statute of limitations is for your jurisdiction and um, for a debt collection lawsuit case. All right. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I'm a little tired, a little happy, a little punchy. It's all good. Um, Okay. So one, you see, if the debt, debt buyers fail, to supply you with sufficient proof that they own your debt, again, own your debt, not owe, but own your debt, Um, what they'll do is um, they tend to provide you with um, a generic bill of sale. And then uh, attached to that bill of sale would be an asset schedule that has, let's say, best buy on it and then it'll have this random number a b c one two three but that number nobody knows what that number belongs to okay so just because they supply it as a means of proof it doesn't make it valid it's a random number that proves it proves nothing what is this number nobody even knows what this number is so just because they put it as evidence, doesn't make it evidence friendly. (laughs) Okay. Um, And so it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't give them the right to sue. If they're passed, you know, they're passed. All right. Um, Let's see. That's the actual schedule. And um, so there's one thing about owning this debt. It's this mystery document this mystery document is uh, um the purchase and sale agreement. What about this purchase and sale agreement? Um, They will tell you that it's proprietary information, but as it's a, what they're telling you is proprietary information, that's a problem for you. Because they're asking you to pay based on this amount of information over here. And it says they bought. 1,500 accounts on this bill of sale, but nothing that they've supplied shows that they own your debt, but they're not willing to provide you with a purchase and sale agreement because it's proprietary information. But in the purchase and sale agreement, it says that it's um, subject to the terms and conditions of that particular agreement. And let me tell you, there have been many accounts that have accidentally fallen through the cracks and have been sold to debt buyers and were not accurate. That's why within that purchase and sale agreement, it's so important because the debt, I'm sorry, the original creditors say they don't attest to the accuracy of the accounts being sold. Okay. So we want to make sure that we understand what that means. You know, the statute of limitations. This is such an easy win. I love this because what I call it the abracadabra that can make your debt just go away. So I really like I really like the fact that if they violated the statute of limitations, it's an easy win. Okay, moving on. Um. Okay, so if they're purchasing multiple thousands um, of dollars in accounts and they're saying, hey, you owe us because we own your account. Okay, you got to show me. If they're not showing you, then what they're saying is you just need to trust us blindly because we've told you we own your account. And then because this is proprietary information over here, you need to just pay us. Okay, that sounds like some trickery to me. That sounds like a scam. If you can't verify it, if it can't be proven, then in my opinion, it's not collectible. And if the statute of limitations has already expired, it doesn't matter what they say. If they're unwilling to cooperate with you to provide you with sufficient information that you need to verify what they're saying, verify that they own your debt, then where do you go from there? Where do you go from there? (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just a little tickled by this. So, anyway. Um, number two. Um, let's just kind of walk walk the um, yellow brick road. They filed the lawsuit. They claim that you owe them. But the statute of limitations for them to sue you has expired. So... Now the debt is rendered unenforceable and all they can do is ask you to pay them, right? But what's happening? They're still contacting you. They're still calling you. They're still harassing you. They're still blowing you up for the day, making phone calls, maybe even contacting you in social media. Hmm. Now, this is where you, you communicate with them and you tell them to stop calling you and using any other um, sources of communication except by mail. The reason you want to do this is one, it's near impossible to verify um, conversations that you have had with somebody and you want to create a paper trail for yourself okay, so that you can always refer back to other communications that you've had, that type of thing. One. Two, if you've already told them to stop calling you, by law, they have to stop calling you. They are regulated by the FDCPA, the Fair Debt Debt Collection Practices Act. And so if they continue to contact you after you've told them, do not contact me, then they are in violation. I'm going to take a quick drink here. Sorry, a little drag. Anyway, so they're in violation of the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. So at that point, once you tell them to stop calling you and stop communicating you in any other means except for via writing snail mail, you tell them, just send it to the address that they have on record. Okay. You're not responsible to do anything else at that point. Okay. Except protect yourself. You need to, one, once you've told them to stop calling you, anytime they call you thereafter, you need to document that. You need to document the phone call, the, um, the phone number, the time, the date. If you answer, then you identify the person you've spoken to. If you don't answer, you just make a record of that. Okay, and then um, why is that important? Well, if you're used to getting robocalls and you already know that you'd say, stop calling me and then they'll call you on a different line. So even if you block them, so you want to track every single phone call that they um, make after you've um, identified that. And the reason for that is, like I said, that's in violation of the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. And that can put them in a situation where um, they can be sued. It's a thousand dollars. Or whatever you agree upon but it's a thousand dollar fine for them um, as it relates to the violation okay and then if they continue to contact you the reason why you don't want to document that is because there are lawyers out there that will take your case and they will go after them and say hey you're harassing our clients Um, to give you a story I am one day um, I actually received a phone call And it was, um, a company, I believe they were called Allied. Um, I can go back and double check what they were called, but they asked me about that very situation. And I said, well, I'm not sure. And they said, pull your credit report. And so I pulled my credit report and sure enough, these, um, debt collectors, these debt buyers, they put a derogatory on my credit report. And then I had told them to stop, communicating with me. And I had documented, I had a history a screenshot on my phone of the different numbers that they were using thereafter. And at that point, I think it was, um, you know how your phone updates? <sighs> well, this is why I say, write it down. The phone updated and it erased my history. So I lost all of the other extra phone calls, um, and the phone numbers, but I was able to capture at least four of those phone numbers. But even just with those four, not four, not four, phone numbers, um, Allied contacted them and said, hey, um, you're harassing our client, blah, blah, blah. You need to stop. And at that point, um, they tried to call my pe- my people's, my team's bluff. What, what that resulted in is um, they were forced to pay their attorney's fees. They agreed to a settlement. So um, I got paid a $750 check that I did not expect did not plan for didn't didn't even know it was a thing um, and they had to delete it off of my credit report and uh, my team followed up and said you know what just check your credit report and make sure they deleted it and they did they took it off they paid us they paid the attorneys and they went away so um, when you tell them don't contact me and they continue There's recourse and um, you don't have to pay the attorneys. The law allows you to build that, uh, the attorney's fees into the case as it relates to that particular type of case. So um, don't think that you don't have options. Okay. And then finally, number three, as much as I may tell you that these debt buyers are not, Entitled necessarily to collect from you unless they can prove um, that they own your account. Um, Still, I have clients that just want it to go away. And what I call that, what I say about that is that these debt buyers don't have the ability to um, resolve the debt because the debt was charged off by the original creditor and they've already taken the tax on break and the only documentation they have is very limited from the alleged you know original creditor and so they're really not able to um service the account because the account it's dead okay so what i'm saying is to say this if the statute of limitations has already expired If you've contacted them and said hey don't call me don't send me messages through social media I only want to hear from you via snail mail send it in a mail to the address that you allegedly have on record Um, okay so now what you're doing is you're disabling their ability to collect on this debt okay it's not enforceable and then finally um, like I said I still have some clients that um, just want to settle it just because that's what's in their heart, whatever, I no judgment. You've got to do what's right for you. But if you do want to settle it, just remember this. If it's beyond the statute of limitations, they have exhausted their leverage. And now you're in a good place where you can negotiate what's favorable to you. So for example, let's say if the debt's worth $2,500 and you'll say, I'll, I'll pay you $1,000 to resolve this debt. With this stipulation, that they give you a letter of deletion. And with the letter of deletion, what that is, is that means it comes off of my credit report. It gets deleted off of my credit report. And at that point, if they say, oh, we don't do that, then just say, okay, and walk away. Because the damage is already done. If they've already put it on your credit report, which we are working on a credit system. I don't want to call it repair because it's bigger than just credit repair. We're working on a credit system that's going to make it go away anyway. Um, The only thing they have is, well, if you don't pay us, we're going to leave it on your credit. Well, we're we're working on a solution for that for you. So you just hold tight for that. But um, they don't have any other negotiating power. They cannot enforce the debt. So, and it's already on your credit. Make a decision. My opinion, I would walk away. If they're not ready ready to give you the letter of deletion, okay, no problem. Have a good day. And a lot of times what these people on the other end will say, well, you know, you give us the payment and we'll go ahead and give you the letter of deletion. Never. These people are not your friends. They're already liars. They're already thieves. They're already scammers. So you know what I'm saying? Do not trust that. And you let them know, submit the letter of deletion. And then once I receive that, then the payment will be forwarded after that. If they're not willing to do that, then they weren't gonna give you the letter of deletion anyway. So I just really wanna make this clear. So again, if the statute of limitations has already expired, you raise that to the judge and you say, hey judge, can we dismiss this case? This is beyond the statute of limitations. The judge will say, done, This, this case is over. The debt collector at that point will, um, still try to communicate with you, try to get you to settle with them. What I call this is them trying to extort money from you to make them go away. Well, let me tell you how you make them go away. You let them know, do not communicate with me anymore regarding on my, my cell phone or any of my other phone numbers. Then you tell them, um, that's when you document all of the phone numbers, everything else, every time they call thereafter. If you choose to communicate with them going forward and you want to settle it, you request a letter of deletion. If they're not willing to give you a letter of deletion, they have nothing else to negotiate with anyway. So, you know what? Respectfully, I'm going to walk away. You have a good day. And then we move on to the next phase where we just get it removed from your credit anyway. And they get nothing, you move on and you become restored. Okay. All right. I hope that this has been helpful to you. If you have not done so, please make sure you subscribe. Click the subscribe button right now and give me a thumbs up. Please. Thumbs up. Anyway, this is Terry Jordan Adams of Sued by the Debt Collector, collector suedbythedebtcollector.com. Make sure you reach out to us if you need a case evaluation, a consultation, text us consult at 877-5050618. Love you all. God bless you. And we will see you in the next episode. Take care.